All right, so the Bitcoin ETFs are finally here, but the big question we're all asking is, is this all priced in or is there more gains to come for Bitcoin in 2024? We're gonna help you answer that question in the next five minutes. And we're also gonna give you some of our top picks that give you that torque to a rising Bitcoin price. So let's get into it. Let's go, Tom. All right, so yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. It's game day, let's make it happen. Uh, it's uh, we, have, we have the green light given by the SEC for all 11 Bitcoin ETFs. Everyone's gonna be at the starting line together. It's a first in ETF land, uh, never been done before. Usually the way it works is someone will launch a thematic ETF or you know sector specific ETF. They own the liquidity, they own the volume, think GLD for gold, and uh, you know, you'll know you get one top dog. You've got 11 at the starting line at the same time. Let's bring up that table, it'll help everyone understand. These are the 11 ETFs right here. Now, if you look at the fee column, that uh, that third column over there, uh, this is the one everyone should be focused on. This is an all-out price war. We got a bunch of zero fee waivers and fees as low as twenty basis points. So when you think about it, this is really an absolute win for consumers and of the underlying and un fundamentally the price of Bitcoin, as lower fees drive greater flows of capital to these ETFs. And we, and Scott, we really got to give a hat tip to James Safart, uh, who was on our Grizzle Hard Money Conference. He, you know, those, the team over there absolutely nailed it. They got it within the window, Jan 8th to 10th. It happened on the 10th. Uh, and we've got a green light that they're going to start trading tomorrow. So you're going to see, um, we, we, we understand uh, that BlackRock is going to have $2 billion coming in day one. Uh, into their ETF, so the 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 hunger, the games have started. The Bitcoin hunger for hunger for assets has started. It's uh, it's all it's all happening. So um, you know, a big hat to them. Uh, you know, if you guys were watching our hard money conference, timing couldn't have been any any more perfect. James said ninety five percent probability. We got it right in the window. So now let's talk about it. The big question: What it's now that these Bitcoin ETFs are approved, the critical question is how much capital can they attract in 2024, which will ultimately determine the trajectory of Bitcoin. So let's bring up that chart, Scott. So one of the defining traits of Bitcoin holders, particularly the whales, is that they're they're disciplined to hodl and you know, not sell, and that's irrespective of price. So when you think about it, if you co combine the large capital inflows and investors who hodl, what you get is strong price squeezes. So. Let's examine 2020 and 2021. CoinShares does incredible work aggregating institutional flow into insti uh, flow into institutional products like ETS. And this is on a global basis. So on a global basis, the, when you combine 2020 and 2021, we saw over 11.7 billion in two years come into Bitcoin. That's a significant amount of capital. And Scott, what that gives us, it gives us the bogey for what we should think about what kind of capital flow drives that kind of squeeze in Bitcoin. Now, what it did was it took the basically that level of investment product flow contributed to Bitcoin rallying to a peak of 68,000. So an increase of 820% from January 1st, 2020. Incredible. And that and that's what the bogey that we're looking at here. We know 12 billion did this. So the real question is how much can these 11 ETFs draw in capital towards Bitcoin and what kind of price squeeze uh, should we anticipate? So the the first so now uh, the the next chart is the price squeeze and volume. There we go. So 
the other important fact here is large capital flows into Bitcoin correlate to higher exchange traded volume. So whenever there's a volume spike in Bitcoin, it always leads uh, it always leads to higher price squeezes. So conversely, when pr Bitcoin price declines, they're accompanied by lower levels of volume. So let's simplify Bitcoin price action. High volume hodl squeezes, so people not selling. So you have lots of volume coming in, but people not selling, so you get price squeezes on the way up. And on the way down is you get lower levels of volume because the hodler, hodlers aren't selling. And then you get gaps down in price. So low volume gaps down. That's really how you should think about it. And this graph really puts it all together. The, the yellow shaded areas show you periods where volume gets spiked. And with that, bring you bring along price. We've seen that twice. Uh, we've seen that twice with this data. This is exchange traded volume. Now, let's look at the Canadian example. Canada is a great uh, bogey with respect to understanding what kind of penetration we should see in, in Bitcoin ETF products. So uh, Bloomberg has done great work here to say, listen, if you were to look at the amount of uh, the amount of capital that's in Canadian uh, crypto assets as a percentage of overall assets, you're looking at something like 74 billion that should go into these products, right? And and that's over time. That's the, you know that's the penetration we believe, and that's that that's Bloomberg's take on this. Now, if now moving to the next graph, we believe much of that 74 billion actually comes in the first year uh, based on what's happened in Canada. So the graph here uh, is of units, ETF units, think of it like shares created uh, of the largest B Bitcoin ETF in Canada, the purpose Bitcoin ETF. It has over 2 billion in assets. 65% of those assets were created in the first year. That's the shaded area. So we think about this is if you use that level of Bitcoin asset penetration for the US market, would that would result in something like 50 billion of inflows into Bitcoin in year one. That's huge. So it's if massive. we kill that graph, Scott, we're going, yeah, huge. So the, the key part here, Scott, the takeaway for me is that, listen, the, there there's a few different uh, takes on where, where how much money can come year one. Bloomberg thinks that could be in something like 10 billion. Uh, Galaxy Digital has done a bottom-up analysis, thinks it could be 14 billion, and all of that details in our Substack if you want to go through that. But our view simply is that it could be significantly higher based on a real-life example in Canada. So we're looking at a range of, on the low end, 10, 10 to 14 billion coming into Bitcoin ETFs, and what we believe is a closer number is something like 50 billion, but the bottom line is that those numbers are enough to squeeze Bitcoin. Because if you look at the last example, all it took was 12 billion of chunky, large institutional flow to squeeze Bitcoin up over 800%. So basically this ET, these ETF approvals, you don't think are priced in? Because I mean, we haven't even seen the money flow into the ETFs, right? They haven't even been funded yet. No, that's a great, a great question. And so the other important point is, after the news got after news dropped, Bitcoin's flat. Exactly what you want to see. Like you know, there was a view that this was a sell on the news event. We haven't seen that. More importantly, yes, Bitcoin went up last year. Some of it in anticipation of the ETF. But the question is, did the ten billion come into Bitcoin last year and get ahead of the curve? Absolutely not. The same coin shares data. If you look at that data last year, I don't know if you still have that graph, but that same short coin shares data. 
for 2023 shows only two billion dollars coming into institutional okay, that's, products. That's so nowhere that. near exactly so nowhere near the amount and the second corollary is well then let's look at traded volume because again if you know it's chunky institutional flow you'll see you'll see much higher traded volume but last year's and we didn't really see a squeeze in bitcoin pricing right it wasn't that that, that same trajectory of 2020 21 what you saw last year was kind of yeah, of course it, the bitcoin price went up but it was more stepwise and that's more and that relates to lower traded volume so so that you know i think we're still the 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 we have the markers right now for uh you know the kindling if you will for a classic price squeeze in Bitcoin. And we believe, uh, Scott, you're going to get into it. Uh, that's obviously very powerful for the price of Bitcoin. Now, the question is, where does the price of Bitcoin go? Well, by definition, if we think it's going to be greater than the 12 billion that drove Bitcoin to 68K, and we think it could be multiples that, we believe that you go through all-time highs and very much so. And it's with regards to price squeezes, anyone trying to tell you exact numbers? It, it's very hard to say where you know where the price squeeze stops because that that's just the nature of a price squeeze but we can tell you that this level of asset flow should take you right through the 68k and if it gets closer to the 50 50 billion which we believe you could you can see that go significantly higher right and, and uh, i don't think 100k is out of you know out of question at all like that that literally could be a base case here but but the bottom line is if my conservative case gets me to all time highs at 68k and we're, you know we're at you know 45k plus right 40 45k right now that's more than enough margin of safety for us to be in a very attractive market for a bitcoin and be the equities that have leverage to Bitcoin. Yeah, so that's what I'm here to talk to you about as equities. Uh, so we're bullish in Bitcoin. We think this isn't priced in. There's good times ahead. So obviously you can own Bitcoin. We know that the performance is, has really stood up pretty, pretty well, pretty amazing versus stocks and bonds. But if we're bullish on Bitcoin, you want the torque, you want the operational leverage, and that comes from owning the miners. So we screen the entire industry on a bunch of different metrics, uh, about 10, 10 to 12 metrics. I'll talk through the most important one in my view, and then two of the stocks we bought. If you want to find all of them, you can go to grizzleresearch.substack. We have you know seven day free trial. You can see the whole research report, see all the other names we like. But let me just get into the, the, the two here that we like, because you can see from this chart here of, of miners that not every miner is created equal. There's two that really stand out there. And those are the ones I'm going to talk to you about. And the metric that's really the most important to us is how much Bitcoin are they mining on an annual basis versus their market cap, right? You want You want that to be a higher number because then the value of Bitcoin on the balance sheet that they can do lots of different things with, you know, pay, pay you back, reinvest in mining even more Bitcoin that just goes up and up and up. And that goes hand in hand with the valuation you're paying. So that's really what we're looking for here. And I, I'll take you through it now. So number one on our list is, is Hive, Hive Digital Technologies. So they're mining 272 Bitcoin a month on an annual basis. That's 36% of their market cap. So very high percentage of their market cap. And they already have 20% of their market cap in Bitcoin sitting on their balance sheet. So they have a lot of liquidity, reinvest in the business, and just to, to ride the, the volatility that comes with Bitcoin. And now number two, do they have the torque that we're looking for? And the answer is a big yes here. If you look at 2023, so through September, Bitcoin was up 62%. 
Hive was up almost double that. So that's exactly the torque we want from that operational leverage. And then they're also mining at a very high rate. That translates into a low valuation. They traded only four times forward sales, which is a 50% discount to the overall mining universe. That's exactly what we want to see. And then number two is a company called DMG Blockchain Solutions. This one is a more of a smaller cap Canadian name. That's why we think it's it's underfollowed and it, it, it offers a lot of potential. So they're mining at a rate of 40% of their market cap on an annual basis. That's very impressive. So basically every two years, their entire market cap is just sitting there in Bitcoin that they can do things with. So that's really what you want to see. And then also on the valuation front, screens really well. They're also at four times forward sales, much lower than the overall mining industry. So that gives you a margin of safety. There's other metrics too. Dilution, they're not diluting us when Bitcoin was in a bear market, things like that. The report has all the different metrics we look at and why we pick these guys. It's not just this Bitcoin mining rate, but that's really an important one for us. So remember, if you want to check this out, free seven-day free uh, free trial. You can uh, read this entire analysis as well as everything we've written. A lot of other stock ideas there. That's grizzleresearch.substacks.com. Awesome. Guys, I have a fantastic 2024. It's, kick, it's a right kickoff, and, and uh, I can't emphasize this anymore. That irrespective if you're long Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin equities, uh, when Bitcoin the Bitcoin price is going up, the market goes up. It's been a great, it's been a great corollary. So it's, it's, it, we're setting up for a nice 2024. Bitcoin, let the games begin.